the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group and our toll-free number 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com and Welcome, one and all. It is Hump Day Wednesday in Jason. Absolute pandemonium. Panic has broken out. Uh, We've been watching this slowly. Uh, Last week we had the Bank of Japan. Then it was the Bank of England. This morning, complete and utter chaos in these bond markets. In England, the Bank of England has announced massive quantitative easing so in a, a just a an about face from quantitative tightening to quantitative easing gold is flying right now up almost 30 uh, 30 dollars in rising silver's higher as well the bond markets are absolutely shell shocked and, and Jason this does not bode well uh, right now, obviously, because of the infusion of money, and we're talking massive infusion from the Bank of England this morning, uh, we got to start, that was up a couple hundred points, uh, but again, that's just more on money creation and, and worries now, or thoughts at least anyway, that the Federal Reserve is going to have to stop its quantitative easing and stop its interest rate hiking this is the classic definition of this in, inflation super cycle, Jason, that you and I told everybody these banks were in. Yeah, at some point there will definitely be printing from the Fed. I just, uh, I just don't know when. I still think they have a lot of inflation to cap, and I don't think they will lower rates and start printing until they see some sort of lowering on the inflation. But maybe they know something we don't know, Joe. Maybe the inflation rate is I'm going to tell you right now, uh, that's wishful thinking on Wall Street. These guys have been out of touch. They're clueless. Uh, I'm going to – listen, I've been asking you to call my son because I want to help you out there. Now I'm telling you, you better do it because the next major leg down is coming, 602 909 9048, whatever money you don't get, uh, put into gold and silver, make sure your position, it doesn't cost you anything for him to at least tell you, hey, you've got it right, or know what, you don't have it right, get it right, because I'm going to tell you right now, rates are headed higher and a lot higher, and, and in this next segment, we're going to play two clips, uh, one, Stan Drunken Miller, who... Uh, him and Jeffrey Gunlatch, these are the guys you need to pay attention to. We're going to play him. Uh, then the guys on CNBC this morning talking about what happened with the Bank of England. And I'm just going to lay it out for you really simple because it's not complicated. The Bank of England, you know, Jim Cramer will say, oh, they panicked. They didn't panic. The bond market was collapsing. Period. 
banks were going to go under margin calls in the tens and hundreds of billions was about to break loose. Now, most of us were asleep, so you didn't see it. But let me tell you right now, we had mortgage rates well above 7% early this morning. We had a a 10-year note above 4% early this morning. The British 10-year note, and I'm not kidding, was getting ready to go to places people couldn't even imagine. They were talking about 7, 8, 9, even 10% in a single day if the Bank of England hadn't stepped in this morning, Jason. And again, they're whitewashing it. They're trying to uh, have people think everything's okay. This is not business as usual. This is not going to end very well. And and even, uh, I, I'm going to give you in the next segment, one of the guys that, that I view as somebody that needs to be paid attention to, he's talking recession. And Jason, he goes, I'm not ready to make it my base yet, but something far, far worse. This isn't going to be this garden variety. So not only is he saying forget about soft landings, he's saying not we're, we're going to be in recession, and, and it's going to be a nasty one, and it has the potential to get really nasty. Right, Joe. I mean, uh, if, if the, the euros are going to be bought up and, and printed up, and if they're going to buy up pounds and they're going to uh, buy up and print up yen, then the, these currencies will get crushed more and more. And then uh, I guess, you know, we talked before the show, I guess this could uh, create a situation where then when things crash or burn enough, then the Fed could come in and then uh, start lowering the rates, start printing money, bring the dollar back down. And I guess they may be the boss uh, some uh, some more time on this uh, scheme they've got. I, I don't know. It, it, it is, but it, but again, we're we're at this situation now. Any little misstep causes panic. It happened. Look at in England, and the misstep really was twofold, right? The Bank of England only raised rates by fifty basis points, and I say only, but then the government panicked and, and introduced all of this extra spending and then sent the whole thing into chaos. And we're going to see this play out over and over and over again. I don't know if you woke up this morning yet in Phoenix. Have you driven by a gas station lately? Have you seen what gas prices have done? I told you, up 40 cents a gallon in the last three days. And by the way, Big crude draw uh, this morning, inventories, uh, gasoline, distillates, crude. Jason, the perfect storm is here. Yeah, no, it's, uh, this, this, this has been setting up for quite a long time for a really bad situation. And with what's going on all the, all the way through, the, the, the reset, so to speak, is, is coming. The, the digital currency, Joe, that's really the, uh, the end game. That's the end game. Right? How do you get digital currency everywhere? Root the currency everywhere. 800-951-0592. Gold's up 25. 16.52. Silver's up 30 cents. Uh, the Dow's up a couple hundred points, but not for a good reason. Uh, the bailouts. Listen, we know about equity bubbles. Heck, we know about housing bubbles. This isn't what we're talking about. This is the biggest bubble of them all, the bond market 
bubble, major intervention spreading now across the globe. It started with the Bank of England. Uh, Bloomberg's now reporting South Korea has jumped in, buying billions of dollars of their sovereign debt. Taiwan uh, also is jumped in. China is jumped in. Indonesia, Japan, and India are now all outright intervening in these markets to try to prop things up. And, and guys, this is just, Jason. This just isn't going to end well. That's right, Joe. I was uh, having some conversation with customers in the, in the last bunch of months, <clears throat> talking about how uh, all of these. Uh, asset classes are all having uh, a bubble problem, and uh, in, in the past there was ways of jumping. You know, we just pretend they're all ladders. These asset classes, and when one's going down, you just jump off onto the other ladder. Maybe staying the same or going up, and this really looks like a, a situation where all the ladders are falling all at once, Joe. Yeah, this is it, it's it's just nuts. Uh, Joey's number again: six zero two nine zero nine nine zero four eight. Get your portfolio fixed and do it now. Because this won't last. Think about what I just said. Pretty much uh, every... Now, I'm sure we are doing it as well. They're just not telling us. But every major currency in the world now is being intervened by money creation from their central banks in the midst of the worst inflation the world has ever seen. See what the problem is? This is a net zero gain. This actually makes the problem worse. It fixes it for today. It fixed the crisis for today. The problem is it creates more crisis down the road on top of what they're already trying to stop. So it, it really is, it, it, it's, it's death by suicide. It's just a different type of suicide is the way uh, that, that we're, you've got to look at what's happened today. First, I'm going to play you, Jack. Let's play the the second clip I sent you, the Kramer clip. This was CNBC this morning talking about what the Bank of England did. Of course, now remember, this is before all those list of countries I just gave you also had to intervene. Jack, let's play it. You're watching the news this morning, trying to figure out what to make of it. From the Bank of England, figuring out what's happening, uh, not just in bond prices, but in the futures markets. Well, Jim, you got any explanations? movement. I mean, if you watched uh, Frank Holland this morning, at around 5.05, it did feel crash. Mm-hmm. You had a feeling that it was pretty much the end of, uh, of the NASDAQ, which had been the only area that's been holding up. And that was before the Bank of um, England, I would say, panicked. I won't say that they had a considered thought about what to do, but the interesting thing is the reaction to the two-year. And the two-year, David, said basically that the Fed has completed. And I'm not so sure that's an accurate depiction. It certainly wouldn't seem to be what uh, Jerome Powell's been indicating, right. or uh, many others. But as you said many times, and you guys report on this as well during your show, the two-year seems to be dictating where we go in the market right now. Right, and I think people were surprised. Uh, because it's been on the move, four and a half, people expecting five. Mortgage rates continue to go higher. And maybe there is a, maybe a crescendo moment where people say the Fed is cognizant that they could destroy the economy and that maybe that's not their goal. I just think, you know, it's all uh, different amounts of half blinks, quarter blinks, maybe how many eyes do, you know, there, there are animals with a lot, maybe one blink on out of a thousand eyes. It, 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 that's like what we want. I, I want to be, I, I be chased. I want to tackle inflation. But 
as strident as they were about transitory, I don't want them to be so strident about going up another 300 basis points if the patient really can't be resuscitated. Yeah. The transition is always hardest, isn't it? It's like once we get there, we'll be fine. Right, but it's the uh, mortgage it's rates the, have doubled. It's the trip that is uh, the being. Mortgage rates have doubled. The mortgage rates seven percent. These are all lagging things that we're going to see the effect of. So, so the UK messed up fiscally by tax cuts; those are stimulative. We've messed up fiscally here by you know continuing all this you know student loan, whatever you want to look at. Are we in a position? Yeah, cut to it right there. Cut it right there. So you get the gist, and this is what I, I why I'm telling you: get ready. Because the, the the only thing that Wall Street is is clinging to is somehow the central bank is just going to stop. Hey, we, you know what? We're going to end quantitative tightening. We're going to stop raising interest rates. Listen, we've got an inflation print coming out in a couple of weeks that's going to be 8 plus percent. This, this is just an absolute fallacy that this is this is going to be the plan i've been telling you from day one there's no such thing as a a soft landing this thing is only going to end one way and that is a depression i've been saying it all along and and whether or not they want to call it a recession really doesn't matter jason this is really indicative of what is happening right now in all of these marketplaces. Uh, they started it out while the Bank of England panicked, but you heard what he said right before that. The whole thing was getting ready to collapse this morning. So I guess if you have your portfolio, if your portfolio hasn't been fixed yet, you better be grateful that the Bank of England panicked this morning, Jason. Right, Joe. Um, you know, you, uh, the term that you were using a lot, but you haven't used it as much lately, is demand destruction. I, I think they won't uh, – that will be part of the, the stopping of the inflation if they can get to that point in the future. This is why I think they're going to keep raising rates, keep raising rates. These guys, I don't think they really understand. They just, they just don't understand that they, if inflation's clueless. out of control, the Fed has no power. The Fed could actually be removed or replaced – if they don't stop inflation in a reasonable amount of time. So they, don't, they act like, well, do they care about the markets? Do they not care about the markets? Well, they cared about the markets in recent uh, situations because they could lower the rates to zero in print. They just can't do that with this inflation. I don't, I don't, it's kind of basic, Joe. It's, it's not like I'm, uh, I, know, I know less than you, and I know less than some of these guys that purport to know this stuff, but the, the Fed has to not let inflation get it. Weimar Germany is, is a reason why the Fed is is uh, empowered to do what it does, is to stop inflation. Whether they cause it and they enrich themselves on it, all that doesn't really matter. If the inflation doesn't get under control, the Fed will go away. So they have to do whatever the games are playing, Joe, by doing these low rate hikes, I think is buying them time. I think these other currencies are crashing. I think uh, with the repo money and the reverse repo money, I think they can actually use this as a slush fund to, like, buy them some time. And then if they can't stop the inflation, if there's a, a worldwide emergency, then they can blame the inflation on that. that. That's what I see, Joe. This is a dangerous, dangerous day. Very lucky day. Uh, we were probably setting up for a three, $4,000 down day. Uh, if the bond market blowout that was occurring at about 5 o'clock this morning uh, went any further. Uh, I have no doubt in my mind 
banks were getting ready to go under. You got to understand uh, they're they're in these markets. Uh, they're who's on the other end of these trades, and 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 that's where the problem lies. Who was on the other end of the British ten-year note, the British two-year note? Who was on the other end of, of of the pound sterling trade or the euro trade? I mean, the euro was down to like ninety-four cents. Uh, this morning and, and getting worse. Uh, these are all the things. And again, any little mistake now is going to be magnified. And if the one thing that the central banks have proven, they're absolutely clueless about what is really happening in the marketplaces. Uh, but before that, uh, Jeff, or I'm sorry, Stan Drunkenmiller. Uh, was out and, and updating what he sees coming. Jack, let's play that clip. I will be stunned if we don't have a recession in 23. Don't know the timing, but certainly by the end of 23, I will not be surprised if it's not larger than the so-called average garden variety. And I don't rule out not my forecast, but I don't rule out something really bad. Why? Because if you look at the liquidity situation that has driven this, um, we're going to go from all this QE to QT. We're following an asset bubble. Um, we've been doing all this uh, running down on the SBR, which is now, that's the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. It's now below 84 levels, even though obviously oil consumption is much higher. Um, We've had a bunch of myopic policies that have actually delayed the liquidity shrinkage. QT has been almost entirely offset by Janet Yellen running down the Treasury savings account. By the way, pretty amazing policy. She could have sold 10 years for under 1% during this time. Instead, she runs down the Treasury savings account. So all that has masked the liquidity shrinkage, but it really comes into full gear and she can continue this for a while. We can do the SPR for a while, stimulative stuff. But by the first quarter of 23, it kind of goes the other way. So our central case is a hard landing by the end of 23. But I don't know. The, I've been wrong on a lot of things. I could be wrong on this. But since I do it for a living, that's our forecast, which is a recession in 23. All right, right there, Jack. So I want you to let's highlight some things. Let me explain some things. Pretty amazing policy with his words. What he meant by that was, what an idiotic move from Janet Yellen. So the Treasury has built up this money. The Treasury has the checkbook. Well, they built it up. It was almost over well over a trillion dollars. And instead of filling it up with cheap money, she's run it down run down the checking account, in other words, not going back to the market to borrow, and, and, and Stan Druckenmiller says, listen, that's, that's getting ready to end. Right now she's going to be borrowing at 4, 5, 6%. Who knows how, how bad it's going to be. She, she's making the, the problem appear to be much better than what it is. Again, same thing with the strategic oil reserve. He's, I've, I've been, how long have I told you about this? This make-believe fantasy policy they pulled on all of us. That's getting ready to end. 
So Stan Druckenmiller said, listen, they were doing two things to fool us. And fool us in a big way. And those things come to an end. And now he's talking about hard landing. And you can hear it in his voice. Hey, I'm not saying yet that it's going to be a really, really hard landing. But you can tell that he thinks, Jason, this thing's probably going to be a lot worse than what he's even saying right now. Yeah, I, I mean, recession at the end of 2023, I, I mean, he's being kind of optimistic as far as I'm concerned. Well, I think what he means by that is what we weren't warned about yesterday. When does these layoffs start, right? He doesn't know the exact timing. When does it get really bad? You right. know, we're already well, what in I'm saying, the Joe, technical is I, he's, he's shooting way short. He's just shooting way short, Joe. You've got a way more peg than he does. I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is great piece. He's, he's, he's right in some respect. I think he's shooting way short of the target. You know, I, you, you've got it pegged much closer to what it was really happening. I mean, th- this is a recession. It's 2022. Uh, a, a GDP should be negative this quarter, you would think, right, Joe? Listen, Which, we've lost $30 trillion of wealth so far. Uh, and obviously, we built this huge wealth bubble. That This is to be expected. But believe me, th- this is something where this is on a knife's edge. I mean, we we have had, what is it, a dozen countries at least admit this morning that they're intervening in these markets because this is going to be chaotic. This is how it happens. This is what, when I talk about it all the time. How do you go bankrupt? It's gradual at first. And then it's sudden. And that's what was happening this morning. It was going to be sudden, and they they had to rescue it in. It just delays the inevitable. We'll be back after the break. 800 uh, $20 gold right now, uh, $2,010. Uh, and then $5 gold, the, the $5 liberties. 1866 to 1907. That's your quarter ounce piece uh, at at 545. So uh, 2010 on a 20, 545 dollars on on fives. Right now, 10 dollar gold really hard to get. So uh, stick with the 20s or the fives because uh, the premiums are just better there at 800 951. <clears throat> Zero five nine two, uh, Dicks in Macy's. The latest retailers now saying, "Yeah, we're not doing that holiday hiring thing." Uh, huge cuts. Re- remember, Walmart said they're going to hire like sixty percent less people. Uh, Dicks and Macy's, exact same thing. Huge reductions. And it was funny, Jason. What they were saying is, "Hey, we're already fully staffed." Normally, we're always trying to hire people because we always need help. But right now, we don't need any help. We don't need to hire that many more people for the holidays. Because they're not going to need them, Joe. That's that's, where, that's what a bad economy does. A bad economy means you need less people to work because there's not enough money for people to go out and spend and buy things. And the government has stopped giving out free checks. And, and the inflation makes it harder to buy the things that you need every day. So there's your yeah, recipe. Yeah, this is just because the facts. Just the facts. Just the facts. Another one of these signs. How about this? And this is, again, a week delayed. Mortgages. 
Uh, refinancing now down 84%. I'm surprised there's any refinancing going on. Uh, down 84%. Refinances are now at a 22-year low, uh, which is hard to believe. How could it be lower than during the housing crash? But yet here it is. Uh, they went on to say uh, that mortgage applications to purchase homes, is now down 30% year over year. And again, uh, these were interest rates between six and a quarter and six and a half. They're even higher now. So uh, a third of the housing market, and, and I really think we're going to see before this is over, uh, probably 50% less mortgage demand. Uh, it most likely going to happen. This is just, again, uh, a huge, huge problem. As I said this morning, a 30-year fix got to 708. Uh, by the way, they're now saying the average American, you got the average income, and you buy the average house. So that would put you right in the middle of middle class, right? Hey, I'm not upper middle class. I'm not lower middle class. I'm just middle class. Just to get alone at, at these rates, and this is, again, rates have gone up since then, you would need to spend half of your disposable income just to be able to make the mortgage payment, Jason. I think the refinances, Joe, are actually in, in, in the next bunch of months is going to go up. You'll see refinancing go up with the higher rates. Uh, there's two reasons. I think the refinances that you were questioning, why would anyone do it? Well, I think some people are cashing in on equity. Uh, and I think even yeah, they need the money, right? It, they need the money. Well, or they just like, hey, my house might be down two hundred thousand dollars in a year. Might as well grab the money. The other thing I think is is people running out of money. They have nowhere to turn, and it's cheaper interest rates than a credit card. That's well, that's you what know it is. what that's probably exactly what is left out there. People just uh, tapping equity while they still have it. Uh, but it really is stunning uh, when we look at at pending home sales. Uh, really now approaching, the, and this is the scary part, it's approaching the housing crash. It's amazing uh, that it could be that low. Uh, but, uh, again, another one of those indicators, uh, and when, you, when you've got to spend half of your income just to make the, the mortgage payment, the math doesn't work. The math doesn't work. You're just going to be a renter. You know why the the emergency is not as big? Because you see, it's approaching the uh, the 2007 2008 crash. I think the, the reason the emergency isn't as big is because this time there's buyers, Joe. I think there are some big buyers that are, are going to scoop up these houses as they go lower in price. Uh, they didn't have that in 2008 2009. The banks were insolvent, so they couldn't buy up that cheap houses right away. They had to be bailed out. So it's it's there's buyers this time Joe they they won't they won't put a lot of attention on it uh, the houses prices will go down but uh, there's buyers for this stuff Joe they, these foreclosures happen and, and all this stuff that's getting ready to go on there's it they, hasn't happened yet like I said it'll be interesting we don't know if there's buyers or not because people haven't lost their jobs yet people right, listen right. you bought a house in 2018 2019 you should be you should be doing a dance. Right, you locked in at super low rates. Housing prices went up. Now, housing may come back down to where you bought it in eighteen or nineteen, but the rates are so much higher. Uh, but those people, right? You, you, we've essentially said none of those people can move. 
right? You can't move because right. the, the, the payments are going to be so much higher. It really is going to be dependent on whether or not or when uh, we start seeing job loss. Then it's going to be interesting. But to your point right now, hey, home purchases can, are going to keep falling. Doesn't necessarily mean it's like 08 because people are still making their payments. That, that's the big difference. Correct, and so that'll that'll you know uh, payments not being made as, as the market gets worse will will go up and foreclosures will go up. I think, Joe. I think all that will happen. But like I said, if the if the banks have if they're not in the emergency situation they were in 0708, it just changes the whole aspect of how big the emergency in housing would be. It'll it'll be different. It just it sure feels like a big takeover, Joe. I, I think a lot of people with these low interest rates when they don't have money, they're going to cash in on this equity. And go into a higher rate because most of these people think, "What's my payment?" Not what my interest rate is. They, the payment seems to be the big thing for most of these families, Joe. Yeah. Again, well, yeah, that's what everyone does, right? They they more payment shop than anything else. When they go buy a car, what's my payment? Right. Right. It's not how well, how much is it? Right. Well, what's my payment going to be? Because I can afford five hundred dollars or seven hundred dollars or a thousand dollars uh same thing with a mortgage right you yep. you buy you know people buy the most house they can afford right hey i can afford a two thousand dollar mortgage payment well here's the problem with that well that payment doesn't exist correct i think right? he- hey, i'm sorry that house doesn't exist there's not a house cheap enough at a seven percent interest rate to get you a two thousand dollar a month payment, right? That house doesn't yep. exist. So I think people are deciding when they need the money, uh, how much more of a payment can I afford to put, let's say, thirty thousand dollars in my pocket or fifty thousand dollars in my pocket, Joe? I think that's the decisions being made right now. Hey, I need, I need, I need a slush fund. Things look bad. Inflation, yeah. right? Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Again, gold's paid up twenty five thirty dollars all day this, uh, so far today. Uh, $20 gold, 2010, $5 gold at 545, 800-951-0592. We'll be back right after the break. 800-951-0592. Uh, just gold's up 30 here, 1655. Uh, I think it's got a long, long way to go. Uh, just got hit with a huge price increase. Uh, we're going to keep the price that we promised, 2010 on 20s, $30 higher uh, coming uh, this afternoon. Just get in now, 2010. These fives are uh, going much higher tomorrow. Right now, 545 uh, at 800 If you're just joining us, uh, we had a major, major collapse in liquidity in in England in the bond markets in England at about five o'clock this morning uh, it's spread all throughout most of Europe in Asia most central banks had to intervene in the markets in England uh, they had to immediately stop quantitative tightening went right back to quantitative easing in a massive bailout of the bond market there, uh, which just tells you everything's on a knife edge here. Uh, we've been reporting all day uh, about how uh, Wall Street is thinking this is going to stop the Fed's rate hiking cycle. I see no chance of that. 
not until we get that demand destruction. Uh, Stan Drunkenmiller, to Jason's point, was probably being kind. But just flat out said, listen, we're going to have recession in 2023, not garden variety. And, and I'm not saying it's my, he didn't, he did say, hey, this isn't my base forecast. But I would not be surprised at all if we have a very hard landing. And that's exactly uh, what we're going to need to get to get inflation down. You know, think about this. We got a major hurricane, almost a cat five. Getting ready to make landfall in Florida here like any minute now. And, Jason, we're, we're not even talking about it. That's correct, Joe. And, and uh, listening to that piece, I could tell, like, probably his friends and guys that know him and maybe people that listen to him a lot, you, you could tell he was, he, was, he was saying depression without saying it. He just wasn't Well, because he, this is how important he is. If he had said those words, that would have made the crisis that was happening this morning Worse. Well, right. Now I could hear him saying it without saying it. That's that's kind of the point. Yeah. He just wasn't bold enough to say it. Which you, I guess you're right. I guess he has responsibility. I guess to not scare the markets. I guess. But that, I mean, when, when is somebody just going to say it the way it is? And, and again, this is what happens when you run these house of cards. They've only you know they talk about they've got all these tools. It's the same tool. It's the debt tool. And look at what happened. And, and this is what I said about gold. Wait till the Fed cries uncle and they're going to cry uncle here i think in the next six to nine months we're going to get an uncle cry and that's when you're going to see gold go to the stratosphere because they're going to have to cry uncle without inflation being contained and matter of fact someone brought it up yesterday hey guys why don't you just forget about the two percent target why don't you raise the target could you imagine, which I think is going to happen, by the way, could you imagine a 4% target? I'm wondering if they're going to be able to get it to 5 I'm wondering if 5% they, can they get it to target? 4 Are they going to be able to get That's the whole point of this situation. I don't know if they can, can they, but just saying that, just saying it, 5% target, that would mean every 10 years your money's worth half as much. Yeah. Now, they, they, they said no, but again, let me tell you right now, they're only going to say no in, until they have to say yes, Jason. Joe, I don't think they can say four right now because I don't know if they think they can get it to four anytime soon. I think four is going to be their goal in the future. I think you're exactly right. I don't think they can say it out loud because how long is it going to take them to get it there? Their, their own uh, heads at some of these branches, like New York, they said 6.8 in June next year. 6.8 in June. I think that was being uh, maybe optimistic, too. Who knows how bad – if this inflation is really getting out of their control, Joe, that's why I think they're being very quiet about uh, when they can uh, take the rates down or, or when they can print money again. They, they, I think they, don't, they can't say anything, Joe, because don't, I don't know if they can control it. Stan Drunk and Miller let the cat out of the bag because we knew about the, uh, the, the strategic oil reserve. I've been telling you guys about this for, what, a couple of months. This is just a barrage. And look at what happened in Phoenix this morning. You get gas this morning, four fifty, yeah, four forty nine a gallon. Maybe the cheap station, maybe you're at four thirty nine and rising. And oil's only at eighty one dollars. Crack spreads have exploded. The oil markets are like, listen, you paper Wall Street guys can say oil's eighty dollars all you want. We can't buy it for that. 
But he let the cat out of the bag that Janet Yellen in the Treasury has been playing a trick to offset, right, as the Fed has been tapering, right? They're, they're selling all these bonds. The Treasury loaded up its balance sheet, and she she's basically been running it down in an idiotic policy move, running it down, and they're going to run out of money. Now she's going to have to start borrowing again, Jason, and, and putting even more pressure on, on, on treasuries. That's right. That's right, Joe. It's definitely a, 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 a situation that uh, is, is – once again, the t- it's the timeline, Joe. How, how bad is it going to get, and when do we get there? Because it's, it's an ongoing situation. It's not going to end, but when is it going to get bad, and how long does it take to get there? That's the only question I have in my mind, Joe, is can they, can they have a slow, a slow grinding crash, or is this going to be something all at once really bad? Regardless, I mean, anybody They're listening to this – for slow. Yeah, and again, this is the this is the problem. Is it's slow until it's not, and now we have central banks operating in emergency mode. Uh, the amount of intervention in the last, say, five business days from central banks, we haven't seen this since the right before the financial crisis. I mean, the signs are everywhere. Figure it out. Get your assets protected. By the way, gold's at the high of the day now. It's almost 1660 and rising. Final segment coming up. 800-951-0592. I'll honor this price for about five more bucks right now. Uh, gold's up 35, 1660. Once it gets above 1665, we're just going to have to relent here. Prices continue to rise. $20 gold, 2010. $5 gold, $545, 800. Nine five one zero five nine two. Currency markets disrupted. Bond markets disrupted everywhere. But Jason, listen to this announcement. This just breaking. Uh, the I'll get it here. Hold on a minute. The Bank of International Settlements has announced that they have concluded their month-long pilot program testing multi-jurisdictional central bank digital currencies. The project known as M-Bridge was a complete success. They had central banks of Hong Kong, Thailand, China, the United Arab Emirates, along with 20 commercial banks uh, doing testing on central bank digital currencies. Uh, And the Bank of of International Settlements said it went very successfully uh, kind of ironic that this day is when they make this announcement. Yeah, it's basically in place. I mean, 97 or 98 percent of all money in America, for example, is, is all digital anyways. It's, it's not that big of a leap. It's that last 2 percent that they're having the problem with, Joe. But once they, once they get that nailed down and, they, and the, whatever the crypto system they're using is works, it's, it's, it's already over with. So I, I'm sure it's already in place. All this testing is just because they want to make sure that they don't make a huge mistake and make things worse. Yeah, and, of course, they gain the tracking. That's the big game, right? They're, 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 they're going to have itemized tracking with it all. And, of course, now their ability, uh, again, uh, I think get ready. I, I've said this in the past. You know, we got like 4,000 banks. Uh, I, 
we'll be lucky if there's 400 when it's all said and done. Uh, the need for banks are going to go away. I think most people that really don't have a lot of money, which is the majority of Americans, they're just going to have a, an account at the central bank. Uh, and then uh, commercial banks, you know, you'll go there when you have uh, a lot of money. Uh, you're a millionaire, you're a billionaire. Uh, people will use it for car loans and maybe credit cards, uh, stuff like that. But the the need for traditional banking is going to trade change drastically with all of this, Jason. And, of course, uh, that, that it allows them to accomplish whatever policy they deem fit by essentially denying you access to credits or, or blocking you from purchasing X amount of things. We know we, we've gone through all of this. Yeah, I mean, how many decades have they really been preparing us for this? I mean, when you go to some grocery store or like some department store and they have that big wall of uh, those those uh, those cards for those those oh, I only I lost the word the cards where you you put twenty bucks on it and you for Starbucks you know hey I don't want to buy a gift for Christmas yeah yeah the gift card gift gift cards has been preparing us for this for decades Joe I mean look at it that's how many people just completely use those things especially for gift giving and for people that are poor that don't have accounts, they've been uh, learning how to do gift cards, haven't they? Man, I'll, I'll tell you, it's it's just, this is a tough day here. Uh, again, uh, the the bond market in England out of, got out of control this morning. A, a major crash was in the process. Jim Cramer this morning said it was going to bring down the NASDAQ, which is kind of odd, but... Uh, the Bank of England had to step in, and then it was just followed by a wave of other countries all stepping in here. Get your assets protected. 800-951-0592. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.